We spoke about Purim. Purim is a lottery. We said that the lottery is intrinsically connected to what the Yom Tov of Purim is all about. The idea of a lottery is related to what Purim is. A girl and Purim are, re- are connected to each other. In order to understand this, we went to the comparison that it, there is between Purim and Yom Kippurim. We said that what's the relationship between Purim and Yom Kippurim? They seem like two days which are on the opposite side of the spectrum. And we explained that there are two relationships which we're able to immediately recognize. The first is that they both are connected to this idea of lottery. Purim, as we said, that's the very name of the Yom Tev. And Yom Kippur, we would make a lottery between the two Seirim, the special karbanis which were brought on this specific day. So obviously something which is related to the day of Yom Kippur, uh, is, it's connected to this concept of lottery. So they both have a relationship to lottery. And the second idea that we said is that Purim and Yom Kippur, the later you come, the closer you have to sit to the rabbi. Purim and Yom Kippurim I don't know if anyone's sitting there. Is anyone sitting there? Are both Lemaila Mehavaya. They're both higher than Avaya. Oh, Shalom. Shalom, you have a Mimer? Okay. Write your name on it. Don't lose it. Um, they're both higher than Avaya. The Purim is higher than Avaya because Lifnei Havaya. Uh, Yom Kippur is higher than Avaya because Lifnei Havaya Tataru. It's higher than the name Yud Kevavke that we achieve our Kapara on the day of Yom Kippur, our atonement, as we discussed in the last class. And, Yom, and Purim is higher than Avaya because in the entire Megillah, how many times is Hashem's name mentioned? 26? No, <laughs> but that was a good guess because yeah, no. 26 is the Gematri of Shem Avaya, but not 26. How many times is Hashem's name, name mentioned? 100. Zero. The whole Megillah. Not even one time. You got two zeros right. <laughs> not even one time is Hashem's name mentioned. Why is Hashem's name not mentioned in the entire Megillah? So like Maida'ani, as we discussed last time, the Megillah is higher than Hashem's name. Hashem's name isn't mentioned because Hashem's name can't be mentioned in the Megillah. It doesn't fit, so to speak, in the Megillah, because the Megillah is higher than Hashem's name. A name is something external. It's you, you don't call yourself by your name. You call yourself by yourself. I just am. I'm just me. A name is for something that's outside of me. It's something more external. And then we draw, drew a relationship between... Then we drew a relationship between um, the Megillah and between the Megillah between these two ideas. Excuse me, come Eliezer. Then we drew a relationship between these two ideas, and we said that the concept of Gairo is Lamai Lameyavaya. What's a girl? A girl is that which is higher, and we, so far we said higher than logic. Havaya, what's Havaya? Yud is Chachma, Hey is Bina. It's Seder Hishtal Shlus, the order of creation. The concept of a lottery is that which is higher than Yud Kevavke, than the structure of logic, than that which makes sense. Because, like we said, if something makes sense, then you choose the thing that makes sense. You don't need a lottery. Logic dictates to take the better thing, like vanilla ice cream, over the worst thing, like chocolate ice cream. Chocolate ice cream is hardly edible. (laughs) 
Don't lose it. So that's something which is dictated by logic. If there's no logical reason to choose A over B, to choose this over that, that's when you need a lottery. So the lottery is higher than the structure of Chachma, Bina, Das, logic, Midas. It's something which goes deeper than that and says, even though there isn't a logical reason, you should choose this over that. And over here is where it gets a little bit tricky. It's not a sub-logical reason that you're going to choose the thing that the girl, that the lottery is falling out as, but rather a supra-logical reason why you're going to be choosing the thing that the lottery falls out as. That's what's a little bit tricky. We'll come back to that. But we said also above, the concept of girl by Hashem is that which is higher than Seyyid Hishtalshos. Seder Hishtalshus is that which dictates the process, the building of creation. The building of creation is Chachma, Binadas, the levels of Seichel, Chesed, Gvirt, Veres, Nazachet, say the levels of Midas. The process of creation is that which dictates that If a person does a mitzvah, then he receives tremendous bracha. And if a person, chas v'shalom, does the opposite of a mitzvah, then not so much. He's squeezing his pipeline. Like I tell the Bachim all the time, when the chazan is saying Kaddish, if you stop, during the time that he says Kaddish and you answer Amen appropriately, you listen to the Kaddish and you answer Amen. Then you break all the gr- decrees in Shemaim. You get rid of all negative and you open up pipelines, huge pipelines of positivity. And if, Rahmanul Islam, you're talking to your friend during Kaddish and you miss an Amen as a result of that, then you're just squeezing those pipelines. You're like, you're, it's like when you take a a pose and you bend it. You're not allowing the flow to go through. You're missing out on the tremendous bracha, the tremendous opportunity which you have to be able to be connected to getlichkeit. So this is Seder Hishtalshlos. Comes along though. Two Yamim Tevim, two days in the calendar, that both of them are higher than Hishtalshlos. Both of them say, forget about what you do. Forget about if you're perfect or imperfect. Forget about if you do everything the right way or sometimes you slip and you make mistakes. It doesn't matter. We love you anyways. And those two days are Yom Kippur and Purim. Yom Kippur, because it's the day of Lifnei Avayit It's the day of achieving atonement. The day of connecting to Hashem in a way which is higher than logic. Purim, <coughs> because it's the day where Hashem said that regardless of everything else that's going on, He loves us anyways. And we're going to see that soon. Let's first continue in Ois Gimel, because Ois Gimel takes us to an even higher level, as we always do in the Rebbe's Maimar. Vihine Yodua b'maylas hagerol. It's known with regard to the Maila, the advantage of a girl, a lottery. Shahula Maila, that it is higher. Leirak meisecho, not only than logic, alagame haratzin shalemayla meisecho. Now, logic is the beginning of Seder Shalshus. That's what we kept saying. It's the beginning of the process of creation. The process of creation begins with Chachma and then continues from there. But then there's a level of Ratzin. The level of Ratzin is deeper than Chachma. There are two levels which are associated to the Kabbalistic idea of Keser. 
the Kabbalistic idea of Kesser is that which sits above Seder Shtalsus, like a crown which sits above the head. The head, that's Chachma, that's logic. Then there's a level which sits above the head. And that which sits above the head, that's connected to Kesser. And the m- more obvious level that's associated to that is the concept of Ratzin. And it's because of this that Ratzin is not called a Koyach Pnimi, an inner power, but rather a Koyach Makif, a surrounding power. Just like Chachma, where is it in your body? Where is Chachma in your body? In your head. Where is Chesed in your body? In your heart. Right? It could be expressed in your hand, it could be expressed in your... But it's in your heart. Your heart is the seat of your emotions, and therefore when you get very emotional, your heart starts pumping very quickly. Your head is the seat of your intellect, and therefore when you're trying to understand an idea, which is very difficult to understand, your head starts to hurt. Halavai. <laughs> Our head should start hurting because we're working very hard on a mimer and it's just not making sense to us or a tasteless and something. Your head should start hurting. It's good. It's good when that happens. If you see smoke, you shouldn't worry. It's just from lack of use. <laughs> like when you turn on the heater first in the beginning of the winter and it like smells a little smoky. It's, it's not something to be concerned about. But that's where your the seat of your intellect is. The seat of your intellect is in your head, in your brain. If anyone dares take a comment. This is the Nayak seat. Um come. Thank you. I don't feel that everyone's afraid of me. Oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the beginning of the Koyches Pnimim. But then there's a Koyach Makif. Where is Ratzin in your body? Where's your will? Where's the seed of your will? <laughs> All around your Where's your will? Everywhere. Your will is in your finger. Your will is in your toe. In Chassidus, it brings as an example for this, which um, those of you who are familiar with uh, physiological um, constructs may question, but the muscle is a muscle, the analogy is analogy nevertheless, that when you desire for your pinky to move, it immediately moves. That shows that the rutsin is inside of your pinky. When you desire for your arm to go like that, then it goes like that right away. <laughs> He's elbowing you. <laughs> it happens immediately because the rutsin is there. But where is the rutsin? Is the rutsin inside of your elbow? Is it inside of your pinky? Is it in your nose? The Ratzin isn't anywhere. That's why it's called Makif. It's surrounding. Surrounding means it doesn't have any specific keli, specific vessel that expresses it inside of the body. What the Maimer is teaching us now is not only is Geirel higher than Ishtalshalos. Higher than Ishtalshalos means that it's going deeper than the structure of things, the rule book. We're going beyond the rule book. Geirel is even higher than Ratzin. Ratzin is that Koyach Makif inside of you. Geirel goes beyond Ratzin. How do I know that Geirel goes beyond Ratzin? Let's read inside Shaharei. Kisha Adam Matl Geirel. When a person throws a girl, he decides that what is he going to do? He's going to do what the girl falls out. So if a person is making a girl between A and B, and the girl falls out on A, then his ratzin is A. What's deciding his ratzin? 
the girl. If the girl can decide Ratzin, that means the girl must be deeper than Ratzin. Because if the girl wasn't deeper than Ratzin, then how can the girl decide Ratzin? <laughs> Baruch Hashem. What does that mean, decide Ratzin? It is determining what my Ratzin is going to be. A and B are completely equal to me. I have no reason to choose A over B. The girl chooses A, and therefore my Ratzin is now A. That means that it's determining Ratzin. If it can determine Ratzin, it has to be deeper than Ratzin. It has to have a power which is deeper than Ratzin. We each have a girl? Or this is just we each have a girl inside of us. We're going to see a little bit what that is, yes. Uh, doesn't the, you still need to take the action to follow through with the decision of the girl? It's like, not like an instantaneous thing. But the, on a certain level, that already took place before you threw the girl. Because if the girl is an accurate girl, that means that you've already made the decision that your Ratzin is going to be according to what the girl is. So if the girl falls out on A, the girl is going to be A. I want to mention that a girl is a very fundamental idea in halacha, in, in practical Jewish life. We see <coughs> that when Eretz Yisrael was divided, it was divided, al pi ha There was a girl that divided Eretz Yisrael. There's a major discussion in various places with regard to something called, it's known as the girl hagra. But it's a girl which existed before the gra as well, where you open up a book, a sefer, a holy book, and you point to a certain place. And uh, um, based on <laughs> what you're pointing to, that's how you determine what you're going to do. In other words, you have a question, should I do this or that? And you use a girl in order to come to that determination. By opening the book and by pointing to a certain place, there's such a concept which exists. I heard a story of a certain rabbi, a certain great rabbi, who he made a girl, a girl, this type of girl. He opened up the book and he opened up the blank page. <laughs> he tried it again, the same thing happened. He decided, okay, obviously that's that's my answer. But this concept of girl is a, a real concept that exists. Isn't the girl in effect saying, I'm going to let the Abishter decide? Okay, so the question is what exactly that means. What the Abishter wants. What, what I, want. I can't decide. I'm going to throw so, the coin up in the air or draw the lot. So let's move away from the girl that we might be making in such a situation. Let's move to the concept of girl for a moment. Anybody that throws a girl, what is happening? He's going higher than Chachma, and over here we're saying not just higher than Chachma, but higher than Ratzin. That's the level of girl. What that means exactly, what that's tapping into, so when we said higher than Chachma, we said you're tapping into a level above of higher than Seder Shtalshlos. So when we say that there's a yamtiv connected to girl, it means it's a yamtiv which is connected to higher than Seyed Ishtalshlos. When we're saying higher than Ratzin, that's not just higher than Seyed Ishtalshlos, it means it's higher than higher than Seyed Ishtalshlos. It translates as the lot. Like when you're casting a lot. Cast a lot. Meaning a, a poor, a girl, a lottery. So it's almost like, like random. Random, but so like the the appearance of girl is that it's random, yeah. and like we usually do in Chassidus, we're flipping that randomness over on its head, and we're making it not just random, but deeper than determination according to logic, and deeper than determination even according to ruts and uh. according to will. That's what we're doing. We're we're flipping everything around, as we do in Chassidus, and we're looking at things from the depth of what they represent. But yes, there is a certain idea in the girl of letting Hashem decide, which is connected to what the girl is all about. Is, are there different levels of girl? Because like, if you take a girl, you're making a choice from what you've decided you want to make a choice from. 
if you go to something like the Igris, mm. you're not making a choice from anything that you decided. You're allowing, relying totally on the Igris. But usually when you write in, you're saying, I have the possibility to do A or do B. Yeah. And therefore, there is a certain question which you're asking and a determination which you're following. Sorry, Uncle, what? He, he's asked that a girl seemingly is going beyond a specific formula. <clears throat> it's going to something which sometimes can be without a formula. I'm going to do whatever the Igris is instructing me that I open up to. Whatever this safer, the girl Agra, is going to be showing me when I open up to it. So what I, what I responded to Ezra is that really when it comes to Geirel even in such a format, usually what's happening is, I want to know, should I buy a house, shouldn't I buy a house? Should I go to, 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 to on a trip, should I not go on a trip? Or something like that. And based on what I point to, that's how I'm going to determine what I should do. Now, obviously, sometimes the Rebbe may answer a completely <laughs> different answer, but that's a, a, a separate discussion. Let's go further. From this, it's obvious. That Geirel reaches a level that is higher even than Ratzin. Therefore, the Ratzin follows the Geirel. The Geirel determines how the Ratzin should be. And it's similar also above the Indian Hagayrel, the idea of Gayrel, who bebal haratzin shalemaylam eratzin. So if you hear we're discussing certain Kabbalistic ideas, there's the Ratzin and the Bal Haratzin. So we said earlier that you have a Ratzin and a Ratzin, which is a Koyach Makif, a surrounding power, an energy inside of you that doesn't have a direct <coughs> expression. It's a energy which is just everywhere inside <coughs> of you, so to speak. But then there's also you. The Ratzin is your Ratzin. Who is you? You is what's called the Balha Ratzin. So even though the Ratzin is deeper than Chachma, the Balha Ratzin is deeper than the Ratzin. Who are you? What is your identity? Your identity, that's where the Ratzin comes from. What makes you want something? That's because of the essence of who you are. The girl comes from this essence. Because the girl determines Ratzin. So it must come from this essence inside of you. And therefore the same is above. The Indian Hagaril who be Balaratsin Shalomailu Miratsin, the idea of Gaeril is in the Balaratsin, meaning the essence of Hashem, Shalomailu Miratsin. Mitzvis <coughs> represent Ratsin Hashem. Why do you put on Tfilin? Because that's the Ratsin of Hashem. Why do you wear tzitzis? Because that's the Ratsin of Hashem. The mitzvahs that we do represent Hashem's Ratsin. But then there's a deeper level, which is the Balaratsin. That's the Abishter himself. And when there is this concept, this power, this energy of girl which exists, that's tapping into the Baal HaRatzin, this essence of Hashem. According to this, we could say, The connection between these two ideas, in the Hashva, in the parallel that we drew between Yom HaKippur and Purim, that we drew a parallel, as it says over here in the parentheses, That What's the parallel that we're drawing? That both of them have the idea of Gero, and that both of them are higher than Yudke Vavke. Who is Kihas Chaladeshem Avaya? What's the beginning of the name of Avaya? So earlier we said, what's the beginning of the name of Avaya? The Yud. And what does the Yud represent? Chachma. That's why the Yud is this tiny little letter, this tiny little dot representing Chachma, which is just the beginning of a spark. But even the Yud is still 
it has a body, it has a form, it has a, a, a presentation. But there's something deeper than the Yud within the Yud, and that's the Kutsoy Shel Yud. The Kites means, the Kites means a, a thorn. The Yud has a little thorn, a little peak, right? What does the Yud look like? I'll pick Sar. Yeah. This connection. The chart over there. No, 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 exactly here. Sar. This is the Yud, right? This. That's the Kutsa Shal Yud. A tiny little peak on top of the Yud. That's the that peak which has no form. It has no. No, it's it's just like a dot. That is the level of Ratzin higher than Chachma. When we say that Yom Kippur is Lamayla Mehavaya, that Purim is higher than Havaya, we're not just talking about higher than Havaya, than the Yud, than the construct of the Yud, than the Chachma. We're talking about even than the Kutsay Shal Yud, the level of Ratzin which is hinted in that Kutsay Shal Yud, the level which is higher than Chachma. It's the thorn, the crown on top of the Yud. Which hints at the level of Ratzin, which is higher than Chachma. This, that Yem Kippur and Purim are higher than Havaya, is It means that they're higher than the Kites that's on the Yud as well. Because that's also hinted, if not expressed, directly in the Shem Havaya. And who should be Yom Kippur? Mupurim who am shachas v'giloi bechinas bal haratzin shalemaylam haratzin inin agaril. It's because on Yom Kippur and Purim, it's drawing down the giloi, the revelation of the level of bal haratzin, which is higher than ratzin, the idea of girl. Which again, if we speak about Yom Kippur, about the kapara of Yom Kippur, the atonement of Yom Kippur. So we said earlier that the atonement of Yom Kippur reaches a level which is higher than Chachma, because Chachma determines the rule book. Chachma says that you must stop at a red light or you get a ticket. You must... Um, uh, follow the rules or you're going to have consequences. If Yom Kippur tells you it's okay, we'll give you an atonement, that means we're reaching deeper than the rule book. We're reaching the source of the rule book. The reason why this rule book was written. But it goes even beyond that. That's what we have over here in Eskimo and that's the Ratzin. The reason why the rule book exists in a certain way is because there's a ratzain, there's a desire that you should stop at the red light in order that the other cars should be able to go. And when you don't do that, then you're transgressing not just the rules, you're also going against the ratzain. But there's a balha ratzain. There's a essence where that ratzain comes from. And on Yom Kippur, you're not just going beyond the rules. You're going beyond the Ratzin for the rules themselves, and you're going to the Bala Ratzin where the Ratzin comes from, almost as if this Ratzin is being rewritten. And the same thing happens on Purim too. But there's a difference between the way that it happens on Purim and the way that it happens on Yom Kippur. And that difference is the idea that we have over here in Ois Dalit. According to this, we could explain the connection between the two explanations of Yom Kippur. What are the two ideas of Yom Kippur? That on this day of Yom Kippur, there is a kapar and atonement of all in Yom of all matters which are not desirable, of all things which are not comfortable. That's Kippurim Kippshuta, like Purim in the simple sense. And that this day is like Purim. Um, the, that Yom Kippur is like Purim. That the comparison, the parallel between Yom Kippur and Purim is that on Yom Kippur they threw a Gairo. And um, uh, on Purim also there was a Gairo, a lottery. So the word Yom Kippur means two things. 
the more, more simple meaning of the word Yom Kippurim is that the word Kippurim means atonement. Yom Kippurim means a day of atonement. That's the simple meaning of the word Yom Kippurim. But... Yom Kippurim also means on a deeper level, as we saw earlier from the Tikkun Ezeir, etc. That Yom Kippurim is a day which is like Purim. What's the relationship between being like Purim, meaning like the day of lottery, and the fact that it's a day of atonement? The Shleimus, the fulfillment the proper kapara, atonement, alhan yonim, on matters, sha'asu, that a person did rachmanu litzlan. We all make mistakes. And we do things, chas that are hepech, the opposite of haratzin, of Hashem's ratzin, of Torah mitzvahs. Who? When do you have the shleimus of this kapara? kapara, who may are in safe balaratzin. When the hamshacha, the drawing down of this kapara, of this atonement, is from the level of Ur in Saif, the infinite light of Hashem, which is the Baal HaRatzin, the source of the Ratzin. Shalemayla me'aratzin the Torah Mitzvah, which is higher than the Ratzin of Torah and Mitzvah. Meaning, again, there's a Ratzin of Torah and Mitzvah, but why were these Torah and Mitzvah given to us Yidin? Because Hashem wants us. Because Hashem loves us to connect mitzvah miloshin tzavsa v'chibor v'ato titzave is connect mikasher u'mechaber that Hashem wants to connect to us. So the mitzvahs are only a vehicle. The rotzin exists in order to achieve something. And that's something for the bala rotzin, which is deeper than the rotzin itself. So if Hashem wants to connect to us, and Hashem is using mitzvahs in order to connect us. And those mitzvahs are separating us from Hashem instead of connecting us to Hashem. Because I'm not doing the mitzvahs the way I'm supposed to. Then we reach a day of Yom Kippur, a day when Hashem says, forget the mitzvah. Why does the mitzvah exist? The mitzvah exists because of an essential bond that I have with the Yidin and that I want to develop with the Yidin. And if it's not achieving that, then let's scrap the mitzvah and try again. Let's move it aside. Let's forget the past. And let's move forward. And therefore we're reaching a level which is the Baal HaRatzin, which is higher than the Ratzin. So now we have the relationship between the two translations of this these words Yom Kippurim. This that Yom Hakipurim is like Purim. Al Shem Hapur, who are girl because of the poor, which is the girl. Hainu Shagam Biyom Hakipurim, who Hamshacha me Balharatsin. Just like on Purim. On Yom Kippur as well, you have a hamshacha, a drawing down from the essence of Hashem. Dugmas hamshacha de Purim, similar to the hamshacha of Purim. On Purim, you have a drawing down from that level because that's the name of the holiday. Purim, lottery. Lottery is balaratzin shalomaylamiratzin. On Yom Kippur, you also have a drawing down from that level in order to achieve the kapara of Purim. So this, that, Yom Kippurim is like Purim, hutam ubir azashahu Yom Kippurim It's an explanation on this that it's Yom Kippurim, meaning a day of atonement in the simple sense. Why is it a day of atonement? It's a day of atonement because we're connecting to something deeper. We're connecting to the Baal HaRatzin, which is deeper than the Ratzin. Then, on Yom Kippurim, you have a kapara, an atonement of all negative things that's achieved through this level of, of <coughs> Purim, of lottery, of reaching the Baal HaRatzin. Um, why, why would Chazal keep the name of our holiday as an Arab language? Why wouldn't they call it a 
that's connected to the idea which we're going to continue to explain in the Maimur. Um, so which is higher? Purim or Yom Kippurim? How do you know Purim is higher? <laughs> Good. Because Yom Kippurim is like Purim. Yom Kippurim is like Purim. So why is Purim higher, Yehuda? Explain. What? It's through Simcha, meaning that um, Simcha is something powerful already. I'm not sure it's going to talk about it here. Okay. And the other thing is, thing is, is that um, in Kippur we need Shuvah in order to get Kapara. And in Purim we don't need Shuvah. It's uh, uh, Kapara or grounds. Excellent. I have a question then. Just a second. One second. One second. I'm going to take questions in a moment. Let's just explain this idea. Read it inside, and then we'll take questions. In order to achieve the atonement of Yom Kippurim, what do you need to do? You need to dress yourself up the right way. You need to present yourself and plead your case. You have to come to Hashem and say, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. Yom Kippurim, in order to tap into the day, you have to fast, you have to dress in a kittel, reminding you of that which is higher than the world, that which is removed from this world, which isn't connected to the corporeality, the physicality of the world. You have to make yourself like an angel. And through making yourself like an angel, then you say, Hashem, I really want to be higher, I really want to be better. And Hashem says, okay, let's erase the past and start again, like we spoke. And what happens then on Matzi Yom Kippur? You sit down and eat, right? You start again. You sit down and eat, hopefully the right way. I tell always the story on Matzi Yom Kippur to the Bachar of... Uh, a guy, uh, a horse thief. A horse thief. A Yiddish a horse thief. Everybody needs a profession. He was in the middle of stealing one of two horses. He, t- he took the first one, he came back for the second one, the second one made a fuss. Woke up the owner, the owner came out, he found him over there, one horse missing, the second horse throwing a fit. He says, I'm calling the police. He says, no, 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 no. He says, what do you mean, no, no? He says, you, you don't understand what's happening. He says, I understand good and well what's happening over here. What do you mean I don't understand what's happening? He says, no, no, you don't understand what's happening over here. He says, what's happening? Tell me what's happening. He says, I'm your horse. Says, what do you mean? What are you talking? Such ridiculous nonsense. He says, I'm your horse. He says, what do you mean? He says, well, in my previous life, I lived in a less than moral way, a less than upright way. And uh, they sent me back down as a horse. I achieved my kapara, I achieved my atonement. <laughs> and uh, here, I am. here I am, I'm back a person again. <laughs> I'm your horse. He says, really, I can't believe it. I, I feel so bad. I hit you so many times. I worked you so hard. If, I, if I'd only have known, come inside. He gave him a warm <clears throat> cup of coffee and uh, a bag of money. And he said, go, do it right this time. Make sure that uh, you live your life properly this time. And sent him on his way. A few days later, he's in the marketplace. And he's looking for a replacement to his horse. He sees one of the horses over there looks familiar. <laughs> he goes over, he looks, looks it up and down, looks into its eyes. That's his horse. He looks at it. He gives it a patch on the face. And he says, Oi, Reb Yid! Ain tog in welt and vider affaired! So one day you're back in the world and you're a horse again. You can't hold yourself back. What happens on Matzi Yom Kippur? Matzi Yom Kippur, we're back to where we started. But on Yom Kippur, we sort of removed ourselves from the world. By removing ourselves from the world, we're lifting ourselves higher. We come back in, hopefully we do it right this next time. Hopefully we don't become the same fair that we were before Yom Kippur. But the bottom line is, where are we? We're back away from Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is not really connecting to who we are. 
It's not really representing ourselves. It's representing a pull to be higher, to be bigger, to be greater, to be better, which is important. It represents our essence. Tell the Bachram who are dating all the time. When you're dating, you're not supposed to be telling all of your averis. <laughs> you don't have to share everything that you did wrong ever in your life. You don't have to share every time you slept in for chsidus rechman Or you had chocolate ice cream. Of you had chocolate ice cream instead of vanilla because that's all the yeshiva served. Never tell her that. <laughs> She'll think you're crazy. <laughs> What what what? What do you enjoy eating with the bachim? What, what do I enjoy eating with the bachim? I don't know. Kugel. Kugel. <laughs> I mean the Chinese food. The the Chinese food at the bachim told me it was delicious. They said it was delicious. Baruch <laughs> Hashem. In cheder. Okay, fine. We'll figure something out, Yankel, but only if you come and uh, share it together with us. Of, of course I'll share. <laughs> okay, we'll have one big chassidus class one morning with with something special, special for Purim. But that's what Purim is, Yankel. Purim is. So I was saying, I'm sorry about dating. When you're dating, you, you what do you present? You present who you want to be, who you really want to be. Don't make up stories. <laughs> don't present who you don't want to be, but who you think she wants you to be, then you're setting yourself up for disaster but who you want to be, that's who you're setting out to be, and that's what you present if you're talking about marriage if you're talking about marriage, I quote your line about when are you officially married after the first fight you're married after your first fight right that's right Because when you reach that level, Yankel, after the first fight, then what are you saying? You're saying that we want to be together. We want to be together to, for what? Like you're saying, to achieve. To achieve what? We both have an ideal which we share. And we want to reach that ideal. And even if we fall short, we're still going to continue working towards that. And that's what the day after Yom Kippur is all about. The day after Yom Kippur... And you're not perfect. not perfect. People are not perfect. We're not perfect. It's like one day, what, four days after leaving Mitzrayim, we're already rebelling? We just saw all the miracles and the ten miracles, and, we're, and, and, and four days later, the Jews are complaining. And, and this is only 20% of the, uh, you know, whatever. They left. We're not perfect. We're not perfect people. And we have to uh, be reminded that on a daily basis. A hundred percent. But on Yom Kippur, on Yom Kippur, we're achieving that through saying I'm sorry and lifting myself away from all of those things. On Purim, we're so to speak putting all of our vices on the table. We're sitting over there with a bottle of wine, a bottle of mashka, the most delicious food, the the the, the um, uh, everything. <laughs> We're putting all of our vices on the table. We're not saying I'm not perfect, and therefore forget who my imperfections are and look at who I really want to be. On Purim, I'm saying look at who I am <coughs> and love me anyways. And that's the difference between Purim and Yom Kippur and where Purim reaches a point which is even higher than Yom Kippur. Purim says, of course, 
love me because of who we essentially <coughs> feel and what we feel together and what we're trying to build. But love me here, in my now. Don't love me because you have a picture of who I eventually will be if I achieve that level. Love me according to who I am right now, right here. That's what Purim is. And that's the depth and the power of the Yom Tov of Purim. So Izzy, are you going to be ready to come to the Purim party? Oh. It's almost Purim cotton this week. Uh, uh, next week is coming up Purim Katan. Let's have a uh, pre Purim. Zeha Katan Gadol Yeh, the Rebbe would say. This Katan, this child. Ch- I, I want to see him in person, and I can have some mash Okay, well, so uh, all of you will come to, 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 to Chsidis class on Purim Katan, and we'll celebrate together. Okay, let, let's address the questions. I don't think we have time to read inside now. We'll have to read this inside next time. Question and maybe I just missed it in all the translation. What about the words that we're saying says "Love me now for who I am," as opposed to with Yom Kippur? We're saying that that's the concept. I get it. I love. Where do you see that in Purim itself? Yeah. So because when you look at Purim, you see this, this celebrating, you see the simcha, you see the party, the but you don't see the love me here for who I am. Right. So this goes into the essence of what Purim is all about, and a little bit we discussed that in the Maimavata Tetzava. Purim is about accepting the Torah by ourselves this time. That's in the two parts of Purim. There's the part of Purim which was the danger, the gzeir, the decree, the fear which they were living under. And then the miracle. Both of those parts say that we're connected to Hashem no matter what. And the celebration of Purim is that we are Jews and we have Torah and we're going to continue to be Jews regardless of whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. So just from what you're saying, so is Purim essentially, the, I don't know if I'm putting in the correct words, is Purim essentially the highest level of connection that we have on, in terms of with Hashem? In a certain level, yes. Purim represents the deepest possible connection we can have to Hashem, no matter what. So we say, in the days of Mashiach, every day will be like Purim. That's what uh, some people say that when Mashiach comes, there'll be a Yem Shakule Mashka, a day which is entirely Mashka. It's the only no hangovers. <laughs> it's the no. only holiday we're going to have. It's the only holiday we'll have. Um, so, one of the reasons that um, the gave for um, is because Purim is, has the most simcha of all the days. But we learned in Vatatitzavi that also by Purim, they needed to have Klesis Lamoer, right? So there was a concept of something that was done. So he's that, talking about the celebration of Purim. But we learned Abiy Chassidus over by Yom Kippur that Yom Kippur is actually has one of the days of the most simcha of the year. That's true. There's a very, very deep simcha in Yom Kippur, but it's not a simcha which is expressed in sitting down and eating and drinking. And oh. this is an incontinence contrast to Purim. You have a question? No, no, no. no. Yes. Good. I'm in my answer as well. No, 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 no. It's okay. We were wondering that, you said Purim, we said Purim was going to be the only holiday. We thought that they were going to be two. Yom Kippur. So we quoted over here in note 10. All of the Yom Tov and Masid in the battle. Gam Yom Kippur, even Yom Kippur. Chutz Mi There are different Maimari Chazal. But this is the one that we quoted over here in the Mimer, that even Yom Kippur is going to be battled too. Just Purim is going to stay. Excuse my English. I will try. So we said that there's something deeper than logic, and that was make uh, that is what uh, that thing like it's like more important. And maybe it's a question: Isn't we we are trying to find a logic that like in a in a logic level maybe uh, Yom, uh, Purim is so when we discuss something, we have to discuss it in language and ideas that fit into our head. Sometimes we use logical terminology and discussion to address something which is much, much deeper than the logic which we're using. We're using logic to discuss something which is super logical. 
we're using ideas to represent something which is beyond all ideas, just an essential celebration, Hashem and us. And that's ultimately what the Purim Suda is all about, is about this celebration between Hashem and us, which goes beyond any logic. So Yom, Yom Kippur is mentioned in the Chumash, uh, but Purim, Purim is, not. is not mentioned. So how come, um, like, let's say, commandments, prohibitions, we have a biblical level, a rabbinical level, and we say that's a biblical level, high. but I'll, here it's... Excellent question. I'll give you a, a brief idea now, and we could discuss it more, Be'ezus Hashem. The brief idea is that there are certain things which you say, and certain things that don't need to be said. The things that don't need to be said are usually deeper and more essential, more fundamental than the things which you say. That's where Chassidus again, Chassidus does this a number of times, but this is again where you see that Chassidus turns things on their head. I, I, I heard a, uh, a mushal uh, that I'll share with the, uh, the altar and the... Um, and his grandson, that's a Matzedek, but it correlated it to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as what it, how it seems we're describing uh, Kippur, uh, Purim now. But essentially, when the Alter Rebbe was taking care of the Tzemach when as he was a child. Young, as a child, because his, his parents died, uh, he was playing on his grandfather's lap and like <coughs> pulling his beard. And he says, Zaydi, Zaydi. And the Alter Rebbe said, this, this isn't Zaydi. Where's the Zaydi? Where's the Zaydi? So he, he plays around and like touches his nose and says, this is a Zaydi, this is a Zaydi. I said, that's not Zaydi, that's Zaydi's nose. Where's the Zaydi? And he, the game kind of goes on and he touched different parts of him. But uh, he said, no, that's that's not Zaydi. Time goes on and he goes, the tzemak, little baby Tzemak Tzedek is playing like in his playroom. And he pretends that his hand gets like squished by the door and he screams, ah! And uh, the um, altar rabbi comes running into the room, and he says, "No, what, what happened? What happened?" And the tzemak says, "Ah, that's the zaydi." Mm-hmm. So it was it was used over for those holidays to describe like it's not one part of our connection, but really the the whole thing, like beyond all beyond our mitzvahs and what we have to do for Hashem, etc. It was that inter that that connection before any roles are done. As Chassidim, studying Chassidus, every single holiday that we examine, every single holiday that we enter into and that we celebrate, we're going to look for this essential element of it. And in each holiday, we're going to find that essential element of Atu Zaydi. Here, Zaydi, this is what it's really about. We're in Adar. The Purim. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real one. By the way, every Yom Tov is the Mayra Vira's Yom Tov.